2: Sun, the
0: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, Margaret, Steve, everybody out there, welcome to the Boston Podcast, and thanks for tuning in, and thanks for sharing the show, hit the share button, tell people that you know and love about this podcast, share the podcast, love, so people still don't know what they are, be patient with these people, they don't understand, they are frightened (laughs) by our weird new ways of listening to sound. For those that get embarrassed talking about politics when everybody else is in a cocktail party or such. You're going to learn some stuff today. And who better to have here than Marilyn Borden and Laura DeVoe from the campaign known as Pete Buttigieg for president? Yes. Woo! Yes.
2: Yay. Okay.
0: The Peteholics are on there. <laughs> Pete, oh, Pete, Pete. Pete, <laughs> can hear Pete. Him. Pete, right. Pete. Pete, so Marilee and Lara are the head of the... No, you are the state grassroots lead, So, yeah. which means you're on the front lines. You're yes. um, where the rubber hits the road. I got some more cliches. Hold on a minute.
3: Boots on the, the ground. ground. Boots on the ground. Yeah.
0: There you go. That's a good one. They're going to tell us a little bit about um, what's going on out there, mm-hmm. What? why Pete is the second coming of John F. Kennedy or something. He's like a gay Kennedy, right? No, no. Well, <laughs> I,
2: there, I've <laughs> heard people say that, but I've heard more... More people say he makes me feel like I felt when Kennedy was here.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah. And now, see, now you're talking my language. So okay. I'm I'm officially undecided here. Mm. So I'm sitting here with my arms crossed, waiting for <laughs> waiting for these two ah,
2: fresh meat.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes, I'm a lump of meat. You guys are the 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 pe- foxes or whatever um <laughs>
2: at least don't call us cougars <laughs> <laughs> mm, taking,
0: taking a turn i didn't expect um but uh, but anyway remember we don't work for the campaign <laughs> it's well it's right so right. Uh, to be clear they're mm. not employed by the campaign mm. they're in charge of the grassroots the volunteers and such the yeah. true true warriors yes but even, be- even the moment these two stepped into my studio, they started selling me on Pete. Because mm-hmm. it's what you do. It is. It's, it's what you do. Um, if You, you guys will indulge me. I just called up a little Pete Highlights here. Yep. And um, you can react if you want to. We'll, we'll see. This is just Put some clips.
1: In. They call me Mayor Pete. This is his, endor- his announcement. I'm a proud son of South Bend, Indiana. And I am running for president of the United States. I still get goosebumps when I hear that. In which you stand out <laughs> is that you're 37, and if elected, you would be the youngest president ever.
2: And you speak seven languages. What yes,
1: are they? Does. Uh, so I'm not claiming to be fluent in most of them, but uh, my, my French is pretty good. My Spanish is good enough. I can at least read through an article in in uh, Norwegian. Uh, Arabic, uh, Italian.
0: Well, who uh, can't?
1: Yeah, me. Uh, (laughs) People are trying to make sense of this huge, sprawling field. What's your life? I don't know. I think everybody wants to fit you on an ideological spectrum, which I think has never been less relevant. Mm. Uh, I think more and more people just want to know what your ideas are and and whether they make any sense. I view myself as a progressive, but uh, these labels are becoming less and less useful. I'm really worried, especially coming from the industrial Midwest, uh, that our party has trouble reaching people who actually believe in our values. They just haven't heard from us in a while. Yeah. And I think coming from that part of the country as well as He's the not the actually talking to you, Laura. No, but Maybe. he is talking to me. That's <laughs> the, the reality. All
0: right, well, that gives you a little slice of yeah. we, we, we can stop there. Um, hey, I'll say this. If nothing else, he is intriguing. I, I'll tell you what I like right off the bat. Yep. You mentioned the thing about Kennedy, and I was kind of half-joking, but um, I'm a... Uh, sentimental person i'm kind of a romantic i remember that how my mom felt about the kennedys now the mm-hmm. kennedys were before my time of course but i remember my mom listening to a rebroadcast of the news of kennedy's assassination and crying in the car and yeah. i was 10 and i'm like mom did you know john f kennedy she said no i didn't know but <laughs> and um, you know, they were. I think it is true. They were different days. They were days where, no matter what your party was, you you could adore someone. You could have a photo of them in your living room, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And um, there's
2: still people in like Ro- Roslindale who yeah. have pictures of John F. Kennedy, Kennedy in their living room. Yeah.
0: God bless them. Yeah, and and uh, th- th- you know that was the day th- that is. It, you know, the cult of personality, It is there is somewhat of a veneer going on. In mm-hmm. other words, we know John F. Kennedy now was not perfect. Yeah. Nevertheless, there's something about politics in belief and kind of I'm buying what you're selling because I like the way you make me feel, and and Pete, I think maybe has a little, little of that. It's it's he does come off as genuine, and I think yep. that's probably the most important thing. But anyways, let you guys talk. Am I right? Or yeah, what? well,
2: I think you know, I think it's interesting that we're on a podcast talking about Pete because the first time I ever heard him was on a podcast. Hey, and good on you, Pete. It, right. right, and and the thing about him that he's been extraordinarily available to the media, and not just. The traditional media. He, he's been on countless podcasts at this point, mm. and that was the first time I heard his voice. And I remember literally going, "Who the hell is this?" Per-? Like I had to stop the podcast, roll back, right. listen to the intro again, and go, "Who is this guy?"
3: Um, Let, and and then let's t- let's talk about why he's been on the yeah media, all over the media yeah. and all the podcasts yeah. is because. They can put him in front of anybody, yes, right? And he speaks so well and so beautifully and articulately mm-hmm. and he can speak on any yes. topic he doesn't um, back away from any questions no he, he, there's nothing off the table. And so they're able as a campaign to go get him out there mm-hmm. you know, all over the media because they're not afraid of what he's gonna say or what he's gonna say. No.
0: I like the way he you say he can he can pivot he can talk on any subject. He also never appears. Flustered, he appears that he is not going to his bag of scripted responses. And that, to me, is one of the few... Uh, great moments in the career of Chris Christie. Wait, is that his name? That's his name, right? Yeah. She's from Jersey. Soon, soon we forget. Yes. Ugh. But <laughs> all, although he, okay. did, he didn't okay. acquit himself very well and, and intentionally blocking traffic on that bridge is one of the most evil things <laughs> anyone has ever done <laughs> yes. in life. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> As but a New
3: Yorker, I
2: would say. However,
0: yes. however, he had this brilliant moment where he called out, I want to say it was Rubio. And he said, what you're getting are these scripted responses. Mm-hmm. And, and Rubio, to his fault, went back to one of those scripted responses later in the debate. And yeah. Christie jumped in. And he goes, do you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear it? And he, and he was yes, right. In that. in that moment, he was right. And too many, it's one of the reasons why, and I don't mean to just sit here trashing um, politicians uh, left and right, but John Kerry, it's why I, I think people never took to John Kerry as much as they could have, as much as, you know, to elevate him to the highest office. He never quite made it there. And he's from Mass. Like, I should love John Kerry. Right, like, I've right. met John Kerry, but... You know, he always had the, the, well, I think it's important to do the, 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 let me go back to my notes and what I'm supposed to say about this. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think that comes through his uh, leadership as an executive leader, as a mayor. So if Mm -hmm. you look at mayors, or governors who are executive leaders they can't just have talking points all the time they are boots on the they talk about boots on the ground yep. they can't get away from it if the T's not working someone's going to call out the governor or Marty Walsh and say what the hell's wrong with the T you need to answer for it and having a well a, a talking point is not going to make the the people cool. feel better. Right. And you're shopping at the grocery store, surrounded by your
3: constituents. Correct. We
2: oh. had we had some canvassers out this weekend in Boston who live in Marty Walsh's neighborhood, who literally knocked on Marty Walsh's door. Mm. You know, I mean, like that's the kind of stuff that happens. And you and and the reason they walked up to his room, his door was not was because they knew that's where he lived, but because they see him at the corner market with regularity and they know that they're Pete supporters and they talk about it and you cannot get away from your mayor. And so as somebody who is a mayor who has to report back to and be accountable to people, he's just used to having those conversations. And I think for some people who are just tuning into him or may not be quite used to that type of leadership, people don't know what to do with it. They're like, but he's not talking in talking points. He's not talking in legislative mumbo jumbo. Um, He's talking in real talk. And is that, he's probably the smartest person I've ever met. A hundred percent. But he also, he elevates the conversation, not with the words he uses, but how you feel when you're listening to him. And that's how he elevates the conversation because you can actually come out of that conversation Visualizing something better, which is what I think government should be doing. It should allow you to see the possibility, not the barriers. and And I think that that's one of the things that I like about him.
3: I heard somebody say recently, he's he's so smart, but he's not smart because he knows everything. He's yeah. smart because he listens yes. to so everything.
0: D- so, Marley, do you remember when where you were when you first took to Pete?
3: Well, Did inter- Laura make you
0: do it? No. Okay.
3: I think we convinced each other. <laughs> yeah, that's but, um, interesting. I'm
0: sorry, you guys have been friends for a long time? You've known each other for a long time? Yes. yes. Okay.
3: We met um, 12, 13, 14 years well, ago. Our kids are 13. Okay. So it's like 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. Oh, we, uh, Laura oh. and I both adopted our daughters from China. Oh, cool. And All we right. met in the process of waiting. Yeah. We, and it was a long wait. It was supposed to be a year, and it took three. Yeah. Right. So we were like the horse chasing the carrot.
2: Yeah. And uh, so we, we would meet a, at the 99 in Waltham yep. once a month for yeah. like these waiting family You're meetings. always telling
0: these glamorous stories, Lauren. I know. Stop showing up. I love off. the
2: 99. <laughs> they have popcorn. And, uh, great
0: meals, great deals. <laughs>
3: so then we traveled together to Not sponsor uh,
0: of the show. Sorry,
3: <laughs> Travel together to get our daughters in China, and so yeah. we've been. Friends oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, that's a bonding. Friends experience. for years, although it used to be we talked, you know, two or three times a year, and now we talk about three hundred times a day. Do the yeah. daughters
0: get along? Do they? know they like do. Yeah, They're, great do. Oh, cool. They're good oh, friends. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so again, anyway, you being indoctrinated into the yeah. Church so of here's Pete. here's the
3: interesting thing. <laughs> Is that that sort of lesser known? In 2016, when Obama was leaving the White House, he was interviewed by the New Yorker, mm-hmm. and they asked him who's on the bench for the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and he named three people, and one of them was, <clears throat> excuse me, one of them was Pete.
0: That was a that was a fake clearing of the throat to build suspense, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> you just, if you want a drum roll, I, I've got one right here. <laughs> anyway, um, so and, uh,
3: so one of them was Pete. Do you and remember so, who
0: the other two were? Um, I know that's not the point, but so
3: I want to say. Uh, it was one of the, it was Hickenlooper or Bennett, one of the guys out of Colorado. My name is yeah. okay. Michael Bennett, and I been. think Kamala was yeah, the other Camel one. Okay, um, if I remember correctly. But anyway, I was like Pete Look Buttigieg, who the heck who is this is that? guy? Yeah, and so I uh, I googled his name, and up popped an article called "The Best Mayor You've Never Heard Of." Mm. It was a Washington Post article, mm-hmm. and it was right before he was shipping off to Afghanistan. And it was talking about how he had come back after going to Harvard and being a Rhodes Scholar and working for McKinsey, how he'd come back to South Bend and decided, you know, that public service was really his calling and had run for mayor and what a successful mayor he'd been in his first term and how he was about to, you know, it was unusual that he's about to ship off to, um, to Afghanistan while serving as mayor. Right. And so, you know, I sort of made a mental note and interesting guy and didn't think much more of it. And then fast forward to, you know, January, February of this year, Suddenly, he started popping up in, in the news and on MSNBC and uh, Pod Save America. He was um, I started hearing interviews with him, and I was like, wait a minute. I, I remember this guy. I remember reading about him. and
0: You mentioned uh, podcasts earlier, and, of course, I love to talk about podcasts here, at yeah. pod617.com or Westwood Studios. Um, so Kennedy was, they called him the first TV president, right? I mean, yeah, or, yeah. or at the very least, the one of the, you know, of course, the famous turning points was his debate with Nixon. People that heard it on the radio, by and large, thought Nixon won and thought Kennedy won if you had seen him because he was so handsome. No, because mm-hmm. of that that charisma. And he embra- he embraced the medium. And it's just kind of interesting that Pete embraces podcast, which yeah. you would think it wouldn't be such a revolutionary thing. I mean, what are our what are podcasts except really on demand radio? but that's of the times if you know his 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 constituency knows what a podcast is yeah and and they
2: do and his communications director and and liz smith who's the basically his like right-hand communications person who's a freaking genius Mm -hmm. put him on everything and if you go to a website called the pete com, it's run by a bunch of volunteers who just upload content all the time so it's the pete com. the pete channel.com okay yep And there's all kinds of videos on there, but there's also a link to the podcasts, like their top podcasts. And I'm just looking at it right now. His guest appearances. His guest appearances. And there are, I mean, there's at least two dozen of them here on the website. And then there's even more. I mean, they just do a tremendous amount of that. And I think that when you look at how he speaks on these podcasts, there's one where he did one with Ben Folds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ben Folds, who's the the musician, has a podcast called um, Arts Vote. And... He talked about the arts. He talked about music. He talked. Yeah, he talked politics, but he talked about the things that were important to Ben Folds. And it was just one of the most that's one of my favorite podcasts he's ever been on, because it's not talking about Medicare for all who want it. It's not talking about foreign policy. It's not talking about things. It's talking about parts of his life that he's passionate about that really make him a. A truly four-dimensional person, so and it's just beautiful.
3: All these people who are only hearing on the Pete on the debate are missing so they're much, missing so, so, much so much information. Much. I, I got to tell you, the spend, debates have been just so frustrating to spend me. Spend forty-five minutes or an hour listening to a long-form interview with Pete on a podcast or on a town hall. Yeah, spend an hour, forty-five minutes with him, and he's such a you get to know him as a person.
0: The debates and, are. Are such a double edged sword, right? It, they can be great theater, like some of the moments we think of in the past. You know, Lloyd Benson telling Dan Quayle he's no Jack Kennedy, you know, yeah, yeah, get, right. uh, things like that. But they're so, as the as the nine year old version of myself would say, they're so not fair. They're so yeah, not no, fair. No, you and know? it's like soundbite culture. It's, it's soundbite
3: culture, and and
2: what I really don't like about it are the zingers, and right. and I realize, but that's what. And this is where I get into, you know, I I get angry at myself for wanting more. I was a, I was a magazine journalism major in college. Okay. So that tells you something about me. I would rather something long form that, that paints a picture
0: for sure. Then,
2: you know, but I'm, I mean, I'm up on Twitter. God knows I can do my 140 characters or whatever the hell it is. But, but there's, but that doesn't tell you anything. That's a zinger, that's zinger culture. And when it comes to. Um, Pete is, Pete is a long form candidate Yeah, and he's not somebody who you can just put into the, and I, I think one of the things in that clip that you ran mm-hmm. earlier where, uh, Chris Wallace was asking, what lane are you in? That's something he's been pushing a lot is that, you know, I'm not necessarily in a lane. I don't want to be labeled that way, but the, the media continues to do it and he's been placed in this. Lane, um, where he competes with other candidates. Yeah, you know?
0: I mean, you're right. The, the and it's why I I shouldn't, but I feel a little bit for Bloomberg because people are to today. People, I know you, you guys don't care about Bloomberg. Well, we also. But but,
2: <laughs> but well, I do want to say something yeah. before that is. It, for people who want Marilee, to hear, this is what she
0: does. It, I, it, know, I know, just, I know, but I've known like her like long enough. To I know, but, but
2: people who <laughs> want ahead. us to trash other candidates—that's not going to happen no, because not. we apply to the rules of the road, which are part of the campaign. So, um, which I think is also what
3: draws people to this campaign.
2: Well, who yeah, says so, the,
0: who says that's the rule? The so, rule is be be kind unto others.
3: So, Pete, Pete <laughs> when he when Pete launched his campaign, yep. the first thing he did was put out the rules of the road for the campaign.
0: Oh, okay, and I didn't know this. They are ten
3: items, which. Yeah, Laura I will help me, right right here. But respect, but, yeah. belonging, Respe- joy,
2: respect, belonging, truth, teamwork, boldness, responsibility, substance, discipline, excellence, and joy.
0: Substance. What kind of substance is he on right now? I would like to know because he seems <laughs> so happy, happy all the time. Lots and lots of coffee. And coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. coffee. No, but what you said about the, to go back for a moment to the debates, it, it, it does sort of infuriate me because it, it's almost like to draw a tortured sports analogy. It's like, uh, you play 162 games of baseball and then everything is decided on not one game, not one series, one inning, just one inning. Yeah. Like you're going to play. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, well I hit a home run or one and, pitch. I, and I want, yeah, <laughs> or one or one. Yeah. It, uh, almost literally one pitch. Nice plan. Where's there? Like, uh, you know, uh, and But, but, <laughs> but in it, and, it's, and, and thus the, 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 f- and by the way, what are the fricking rules? I, I hate that. Like Pete, like, Oh yeah. They, you can talk for a minute. Unless yeah, I you know, talk, unless I talk louder. Can we just have rules? Just turn their microphone off. I hate it. It's yeah, like, yeah. well, no, I'm going to keep talking. Well, can I just address that? Because you no. just brought up me and we, like, Oh we my an God, need a and, and a mute button. <laughs> <Yes. That's laughs> yeah, what yeah, need. yeah, yeah, we God, <laughs> does <laughs> that drive <laughs> me nuts? Yeah. yeah. So, but
2: the, but the debates, my big thing with the debates and, and I want to say, if anyone's really wants to hear more about Pete, go to the look at the top 10 videos, and really it kind of get that information. Give because him an it, hour. It, give, it him give him an, an hour. hour, not, not you you, know, you two-second re- clips. Correct. Right? Listen to the guy talk about something you care about. Now, that being said, where the debates have not, I think, helped the populace narrow down is that, it's the same questions every time. Healthcare. Oh,
3: okay. how, 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 how many, how many, how many, how many hours we talk have we talked
2: about health care, but it's the same part of health care. It's not about, say, uh, women's reproductive health or, or mental, mental health, health never or, mental health. I mean, right, there's,
3: right. and so the when we knock,
2: what, what has happened with this campaign? And, and I also want to be really clear about something. So people may be thinking, oh, these two broads, they've been doing this stuff before. Maybe they were on some other Hillary campaign or Obama or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly you know, what
0: I was thinking. But that's
2: yeah. what people think and it's like, right. you know what? I I say this all the time. I'm it's literally I must say this 8 times a day. I'm 52 years old. I've never done this in my entire life.
1: Nope.
2: And I am putting in 40 hours a week right oh, now, okay. not more than, not, more than that. that. Way more than that. Way than, to to try to get Pete Buttigieg elected president. And people are like, well, are you, ju-? I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah, I'm on social media, but I, we've never we, gone to it. I've never um, gone to
3: a democratic town committee meeting. No, I've I'm never. I'm going to
2: town committee meetings. Okay. By the by, <laughs> you, you know, what's great about town committee meetings? Not much. It's, no. Oh yeah. my God. Right. <laughs> right. But you go in these rooms and you talk to people about your candidate and you, you know, hope for people to ask questions. And I've been asked to, oh
0: my God. Yeah. Why I've been asked are, people, too. What are people going to these things for?
2: But the, the can't but they're not they're not asking questions and it's either because they've made up their minds, but I don't think they've made up their minds. Right. I think what has happened is based on what I'm seeing is the hundreds of doors I've knocked on, the hundreds of phone calls we've made to Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, now Massachusetts, people have not made up their minds. And right. when you ask people, see, I think that's true, th- yeah. And I yeah. think our host is
0: in that. Yeah. Yes, right? I am. So, when
2: you so, ask, <laughs> so let's do this. Okay. okay. What's weighing on you? Yeah. What's What's important to you, Dave, in this election?
0: Uh, my car is making this sound, and um, I'm worried about that. And um, no,
2: mine too. For <laughs> <the record>. <laughs> my, yeah, mine is as well. <laughs> and I have
0: this terrible feeling. I forgot to pay my cable bill, and I'm going to go home and not be able to watch the season premiere of Better Call Salt. No. Okay. So I'm <laughs> making I'm making a joke, but I'm also. Um, it, there's a nugget of truth in there, in that it's it's tough to decide what it. it, it the, life seems more complicated now than it used to be, and so it's it's for most of us. And this was a John Stewart thing. Most of us are don't have time to do what you guys are doing, and mm-hmm. I know you guys make time because you're passionate. I, I don't. This isn't a put down of you, but because we're too busy mowing our lawns and we're too busy. So so therefore. What what I what's weighing on me I I guess I'm so cynical as to think the the president is not going to really affect my life. So what I would like to do, really? yeah, really. It's, I mean, we have okay. So I'll, uh, I'm no fan of our our current <laughs> commander in chief, and yet for he's he's basically done everything except set the White House on fire, mm-hmm. and. It, and you're it still has, mowing your lawn. The only way it's affected my life is it pisses me off, right? I'm still mowing my lawn, right? And the, the, the I mean, I, I don't care. And give I'm going to oh, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. go go. call you out
2: on this. Oh, here we go. Go for it. I'm going to call you out on this, and that's a little bit of white privilege you're putting yeah, out there. Yeah, right that's a whole now. lot of that's white a privilege. whole lot of white privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's okay. right.
0: But yeah. but but yeah. I'll cop to it. But that doesn't mean I don't care about everybody else. You know what I mean? So so um I'm listening. But you said what's weighing on me. So I guess my answer is what's weighing on me is the. I it disturbs me the state the country is in. It's just okay. I guess I guess what I was saying is it's not it doesn't the, the stuff doesn't necessarily affect my life. Okay, and so that okay. is a lot of that is white privilege. Okay, I'll so that, but yeah. I
2: will say this so then uh, I'm going to jump on this is that okay. when you are thinking about what you want the world to be like for your kids.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's a good point.
2: Okay. What is it that you hope the next president is able to do for your kids?
0: Um I guess make the world to 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 answer again like my nine-year-old self to 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 make the world a nicer place i I do hate how divisive we are i do hate how people cannot see the other side at all I, i gave this example the other night and that i am put off by people who say if you vote for trump i'm i'm straight out and they goofed on this in a recent episode of curb your enthusiasm you guys see it no. no, no, Larry. I haven't
2: watched any television in months now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do anything. We don't Your sleep. problem
0: right there. But I understand. Yeah. But he, Larry discover he's trying to, you know, Larry, uses in the, you know, the character. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of the semi true version of Larry David. And he's always looking to get out of things like, I, oh, God, I don't want to go to that meeting. You know, and there's a guy who annoys him, who invites him to lunch and decides he has to go. Larry shows up wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And immediately, okay. <laughs> and immediately the guy's like, you know what, uh, I gotta go, you know. And Larry realizes <laughs> That's and, La- and Larry, the, 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 the character is is uh, it's farcical, right? He right. he doesn't care what people think about him. He certainly doesn't believe in Trump. He's just delighted that he's turned right. But yeah. it was it was kind of emblematic of where we are. There yeah. are so I, and I'm turned off by people who say if you voted for Trump, I don't want to talk to you. You're out of so, my life, so I don't want to listen tell to you. you. What? And that and to me, now it's making things worse. Well, like it's let, us against it, them all day long.
2: And that's where part of the appeal of Pete right now, and like this isn't necessarily what brought me to the fold with Pete, but it's mm-hmm. something that's gotten me deeper into the into the the campaign in terms of the feel of the campaign is that he talks about the Big Ten, okay, and that we want to invite people into into this movement, and it and there are people who yeah are Democrats, but there are people who are wildly independent and independents, yeah. okay, who will vote whatever they want to vote. And then he calls them future former Republicans. I cannot remember an event where uh, Republicans weren't there. Like no, people oh. like like people who literally, like, and they come up to you and they're like, I just want to let you know
0: I'm a Republican. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like,
2: it's okay. We're not going to throw you out. And, and, and so what are
0: they doing there? Do you they, think?
2: They respond to him. Like, I've had people say, look, I may not agree with everything this guy's saying, but I agree with the, what he's he's doing, yep. and what he's doing is pulling people in. You cannot be a gay, Democratic mayor from Indiana mm. and not be able to work with Republicans there yeah. and to
3: get anything done. Let's let's talk about the fact that he was reelected with eighty in percent Indiana, of the vote in South Bend, eighty percent of the vote while mike pence was the governor right. of indiana he came out during an election year right
0: That's, that is crazy he yeah. came
3: out during his election year That's was crazy. reelected with 80% of the vote
0: so we've arrived here so we might as well address it yeah. like the the you know the the the, the whole thing is he, he is gay and what it's funny in watching him speak it it sort of occurs to me that i really I, really don't care whether he's gay and maybe this is terrible that i'm even going there but he he doesn't wear it on his sleeve right well
2: but i think that here's the thing he he was on um colbert and colbert the first time he was on the colbert show colbert was like i love the fact that it's not the first thing i learned about you that you're gay it's like the fifth thing i learned about you and he you learn about him. It's almost like the cherry on the Sunday when I talk to people who don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody, literally yesterday, I had a canvassing launch at my house. And one of my neighbors came by, Steve um, Grossman, who is a former treasurer of Massachusetts. Yeah, of course. He's one of his um, endorsers. So I'm, Steve buddies, Grossman, I'm buddies with Steve's well, son,
0: David, who's awesome. awesome. Hilarious guy. So Steve yeah.
2: Grossman was on my front lawn and my dog was like walking around, jumping on Steve Grossman. And we're having a, <laughs> we're having a canvas launch and, and can we had steer, a bunch of people there. Could, your dog
0: could smell the money. Right, Sorry, exactly.
2: And then, um, <laughs> so when the, the canvas launch was over and I was just kind of cleaning up after everybody, this neighbor... Comes over to my house like, so are you supporting Pete? I'm like, there's literally signs all over my house. Yes, I'm supporting Pete. And she goes, well, tell me a little bit about him. And da And then she gets this question. She goes, so how do you think he's going to play with the gays? And I'm like, he's gay. That's amazing. <laughs> and she goes, he is? What? I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. And so this idea of, uh, you know, people oftentimes ask and the, the yeah, but I like Pete.
0: Well, I, know, but, I think I know where you're going. Is he
2: going to play well in yeah, he conservative... Elect- yeah. he's going to be electable. I'm fine with electing
3: a gay president. I'm el- but what about right. the but rest I'm of
0: the, the world? F-
2: yeah, it's the, I'm okay with gay people, but... Mind, you know,
3: but- it's Here's the thing. Marilee says this yes, all the time. I say this all the time. Go, go ahead. You go I say this all the time, and it, be, it works every time. Yeah. The people who are not going to vote for Pete because he's gay... Are never going to vote for a Democrat anyway. I
0: think yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. They, they
3: are right. a lost cause. They're, They're a lost are not cause. part of the equation, so don't worry about it. Right, and and he
2: just won Iowa with in rural Iowa. Yeah, yeah. with people who are stereotypes looking at it through the Boston lens mm-hmm. are going to all the Boston listeners are like, "Why on a problem?" You know. But those people in the middle of the country, the, the middle farmers. of the country just voted
3: for him in Iowa, okay? And they know that he's their candidate. And can we take a minute and talk about what happened in Colorado the other night? Oh, my God. Okay, you all need to go out and Google this video. Yeah. It's, well, so it's on the I B- was channel. just...
0: Calling it up merrily. Yeah. yeah. So, is it on the Pete channel?
3: Yeah. So on, uh, what, two nights ago in Colorado, he was doing a, uh, a rally mm-hmm. and as he always does, he did a question and answer segment, which is actually the bulk of his, you see him in person. He does like a 10 minute stump speech and then he does the rest of it. Q and a, they do a fishbowl of questions. And so the person asking the question pulls out a question. And she says, Oh, this is from a nine year old boy. Mm-hmm. And he says to Pete, I think you're really brave can you help me be brave and mm-hmm. come out to the world?
0: Wow. And, See, I didn't know this. And, I, I didn't think that's where you were going. Go ahead. And
3: Pete yeah. invited him up on, they brought him up on stage. Yep. I have the, I have the, the response yeah. to this was the most beautiful. I mean, I, I watched that and I, I don't understand how they are. Everybody cannot think that this man needs to be our president. Yep. And then Pete's husband, Chaston came out on stage. Chaston's a um, middle school teacher. And so he's just phenomenal with kids and just loves kids. And um, j- just watching the two of them engage with this little I'm kid s- was. I'm sending you the clip.
0: I was, I thought, I, think, I thought I have it, but there's, there's something where he's, uh, there's a news clip describing this, but I guess that's probably not it. Is that not it right uh, there? No. Yeah, okay.
3: that's it. Go, go up one. If you go
2: on YouTube, there's a great, it's right level. there. Nine year old okay. asked Pete for help telling the world. That's it.
0: Let's see if this is it. It's kind of short. I don't know. Well, well this, if... yeah, they probably just clipped it. Yep.
3: No, that's,
2: that's not it. That's not it. I just, I just sent it to you on your email.
0: Okay, I'll get it, I'll get it. So, um, and I think that the whole electable thing is, is, is sort of troubling to me because I, I mean, who is, uh, here's my be... thing
2: about electability. No one is an expert in electability. Right. Uh, she just
0: doesn't let me finish. This. No, no I'm not doesn't. letting,
2: no, cause <laughs> this I'm this a story of ju- my life. I'm going to jump on you on this because whoever thinks they know what, what a, I thought about it, but go ahead. Go. Whoever thinks they know what electability is, we wouldn't have ended up with Trump. Okay. And that's the bottom line. Like people, you need to start to think about, and this is my, my universal you to whoever's listening, mm-hmm. get out of the voter paralysis and think who is the person you can visualize as president and vote for that person. Yeah. Who's the person you want to be you president? You
3: want to be president. Who's the pres- person Who? you believe would be the best pres- right. president for this country? And and that's, for me, that's Pete.
0: Well, people, yeah, any, any sentence that begin, well, we'll never elect a blank. We, you really have to right. put that aside no, i think because yeah because we would never
2: elect a, a reality tv show host well, well we did you yeah. know i mean yeah. like and even you that know.
0: i mean everything i need to know i learned from the movie back to the future when of course they go back to 1955 and marty tells doc that ronald reagan is president he says ronald reagan <laughs> the actor you know i suppose jerry lewis is secretary of state well, well you know it, well it, it, and yeah. you
2: know that michael j fox endorsed Pete Buttigieg Of so, course. So yes. it he comes was full circle. It does right. come full circle. He was just up in New Hampshire. Oh, and he was in Nevada too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So so did okay. Kevin Costner for the record. Yeah, I have the photos to prove <laughs> it.
2: That yeah. might
0: be more po- polarizing. Not everybody loves <laughs> Kevin Costner, <laughs> but but hey,
3: he's a very handsome man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna
2: lie. So, but I mean, I think that when you look at like what we do and what we've been doing and knocking on doors, I think that one of the realities about what matters to people is not what the pundits are talking about. Mm -hmm. And when you knock on doors and people talk to you about the politics and why they, they want, they're more in line with you, Dave, about this idea of, I just want. The anger to go away. Yeah, I want people to like each other again. I want to go to Thanksgiving and not worry that my mother is going to stab my uncle. You know, I mean, those are the yeah. things that how about people bringing want. the country
3: back together. Yeah, and how about you know <clears throat> harmony and, and unity and uh, right and kindness I, and and Pete talks about we're going to fight when it's
2: time to fight, but we have to look to what happens after the fight. Mm-hmm. And he this is his his shtick. the last you know couple you know probably last month or so is i want you to visualize what the country's going to be like on the day after donald trump is no longer president and people all cheer but then it's like but that's when the work gets started yeah. that's mm-hmm. when we have to start you have to pick really, up all the pieces we've got to clean this shit up and and that's all there is can you, say to, that on a you podcast? can absolutely say you yeah. can say a lot worse on I a podcast. But, podcast yeah that's the best part of podcasting but <laughs> But it's but it's it's a matter of fact of, you know, my daughter who is not political, mm-hmm. but my daughter Laura's has been cry. watching this. No, no, it. But she's like been watching it. I am gonna cry. <laughs> um, she's been watching this and she's like, "Why you. is everybody so freaking angry?" Yeah, and why is it about making people sad? Oh God. Politics should not make people no. sad
0: from the mouth of babes. And, I mean, really? And, yeah. And,
2: and and I realize that sounds small, but it's just the reality. Yeah.
0: No, that's it, where we're at. That's where we're at. Right. And it's, it's, it really is that us against them. I mean, and right. to, to bring, to just close the loop on a point I was trying to make before when Laura interrupted me, Sorry. uh, no, it's okay. Um, there's someone that I spar with on Facebook and this person politically, at least in theory is aligned very much with me, but she says if, it's time, you know, it's like a time to get serious. If you voted for Trump, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And I just, to be a wise guy, I'm like, well, he did win the election. Oh, well, he didn't win the general election, but he did win the election. He got to, like somebody voted for him, and maybe yeah. we should maybe we should listen to what they're saying, or at least try, right. try to understand, at least right. listen, right. right? And this person's like, well, no, and I, and so to which I, I took it to the absurd, and I said, hey, let's let's make a list of everybody that voted for Trump. Let's make it available to employers. You know, let's we can call it I don't know like the blacklist or something like that's a good idea. Like yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and at, at some point stop and and figure out that that the, this meanness this vitriol. Maybe it's not helping. I mean, like, I'm not saying you're going to convince anybody on Facebook. If they're a Trumper, you're not going to convince them to be a non-Trumper. But maybe you get a nugget. Maybe you get them to at least take a step towards the middle. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think there's also the opportunity. One of the best things about all of this volunteer work, even though I don't get sleep and I freak out about stuff that I shouldn't be freaking out about, is meeting the volunteers who have put in hours upon hours upon hours Hours of time and money, that and they money. don't have they're, they're, and money. They don't have. I me. Mean, we have volunteers who literally are living paycheck to paycheck. Literally, and, and like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. They are living paycheck to paycheck, and they're like, I need to go to New Hampshire and canvas. I need to just work another shift so I, need I to can give put him money $5. in my car. I need to put in, give him another five dollars. I need to whatever to get him president. And when you ask them, is this the person? that is this the first time you've ever done this before their answer is universally yes um we've got maybe a handful of volunteers that work that are working around massachusetts that are done this before and we have hundreds who have never hundreds and they, never. we were
3: calling around laura and i months ago calling around to supporters asking if they'd be interested in volunteering <laughs> well i've never done anything like never this before, done and laura and i say no neither way
2: we. we.
0: well that it sounds like the real life version of like what happened in the West Wing? Uh, yeah, again, yeah. Go back to... But, yeah. but you know, that, that, the the true tale of that TV show was... Now, it was fiction, obviously. But, you know, there were a couple of veteran political dudes who just were tired of everything, and they heard President, soon-to-be President Bartlett, say something that was so genuine. He, I think he said something to the someone asked him a question like well you supported this but you didn't support that and he kind of threw up his hands and go, you're right i screwed you on that one i'm yeah. sorry you don't get to win everything or something like that and these two people it's perked like, up oh. and said oh shit! somebody's being honest yeah. Like, right. somebody's- yeah and so it sounds like you guys had a similar thunderbolt so we're a little up against the clock here guys but i yeah. want to make sure we get to this video that you referenced yeah. earlier yeah. so this is so where is this uh guys this is in colorado
2: yeah this was denver colorado on the night of the uh, Nevada, Nevada Saturday caucus. night yeah so right after Nevada was over he this got is like on the plane this is like a town hall meeting town yeah. hall okay. 8,500 people there okay
0: here we go and the next question
2: comes from Zachary age 9 oh wow and this is a really touching question he says thank you for being so brave
1: would you help me tell the world I'm gay too I want to be brave like you wow.
0: oh boy He's is smiling. He seems yeah. unfazed is yeah. the word that I keep giving well,
1: Zachary, if you're here and you want to give a wave, let me know. Hey.
0: Oh, God. You can
3: sit for forward a it little it bit here. A little well, here. Well, no, they bring him up. Because they bring him up on stage.
1: You're going to come right up. All right.
0: All right. Here he comes.
3: And they're chanting, love is
2: love, love is love. He was really beautiful. Hey, all right.
0: He's cute. Cute little kid with glasses. Here he comes.
1: Zachary just gave me something. Thank you. Did you make it? Zachary just gave me something he made. I'm going to be wearing it tonight. Thanks very much for that.
2: made him a uh, bracelet.
1: Well... I don't think you need a lot of advice from me on bravery. You seem pretty strong. To see you, it took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone to go out there and tell the world. And to see you willing to come to terms with who you are in a room full of a thousand people, thousands of people you've never met, that's, that's really something.
0: the kids the kid still look so let me, you, scared, let me tell you let me tell you a saying. couple <laughs> things that well, might there be 8500 people right the,
1: the first thing is that it won't always be easy but that's okay because you know who you are and that's really important because when you know who you are uh, you have a center of gravity that can hold you together when all kinds of chaos is happening around you that's the first thing i want you to know the second thing i want you to know is that you'll never know who's taking their lead from you, who's watching you, and deciding (laughs) that they can be a little braver because you have been brave. When, When I was trying to figure out who I was, I was afraid that who I was might mean that I could never make a difference. And what wound up happening instead is that it's a huge part of the difference I get to make. I never could have seen that coming. And you'll never know whose life you might be affecting right now, just by standing here. Right now. There's a lot of power in that.
0: Should we keep going or is that the kind of... No. There's more?
1: And the last thing I want you to know is even if I can't promise it'll always be easy, I can promise you that I'm going to be rooting for you and I think there's a whole bunch of people here who are going to be rooting you every step of the way. I'm really and thanks for that. That's really... Yeah. I think you already it's, got it. It's
0: getting done. a little dusty in the studio.
2: <laughs> well, but I think that...
0: He's, so, he's almost... Matter, I don't mean this in a negative. He's almost matter of fact when he talks about, you know, really powerful things like that. And um,
2: When he talks yeah. about things that... He doesn't waver. Like, I think, you know, people have tried to zing him on the matter of uh, of abortion, for instance. Mm -hmm. And he's flat out. He's like, I put this in the hands of women to make their own decisions. This should not be something the government is uh, managing and controls. And there's a freedom there that women should have. And I'm not going to lie to you to try to make you feel better about my stance on this. He said it on Fox news. He said it to people in town halls. When people try to back
3: him into a corner Mm -hmm. to change it to, to waver, he won't, he won't. And and the thing I love about him though, is he also says, look, you need to make your decisions and whether or not you're for me, Mm -hmm. always know that I will be for you. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what a government, that's what government should be. It should be for you. And getting to your point, Dave
2: whether someone voted for Trump or voted for Hillary, Trump, the person in charge should be governing for all of us, and yep. they're not. That's and right. I want somebody in there who's going to govern for all of us, who's going to pull us together so that we can be unilaterally focused on who we can be aspirationally as a country. Yeah, and we are not there.
0: It's it's almost like the the society can have this this pendulum phenomenon where the bully on the schoolyard can be popular for a a while like that trick works Mm -hmm. pick on the fat kid and just keep screaming at him telling him why he's bad and that's an easy thing to do people will come behind you and go hey i'm not fat i'm gonna join in picking on and that way maybe i don't get picked on also and that's what our president does he picks on people and he gets and he gets people behind that negative wave but but It ends, it ends, you know? It's not sustainable because you know
2: what I'm seeing right now is that with the people who are, especially the people who are uh, some of our volunteers, I've had people literally say to me, I'm tired of feeling like I'm a second class person. I'm tired of being picked on. I'm tired of trying to feel like I'm nothing. And that is, I literally see these people and all they want is for something better.
3: The beautiful thing about working on this campaign is that... I cry every uh, well, day. Well, <laughs> aside from that, is that we've been able to... I, I have been able personally, and I know other people feel the way, same way, to turn off the hate yeah. and the anger and that like physical oh like God. reaction to every time something happens in the news regarding our current administration. And we have like turned on the light of this campaign, and it's hopeful and it it's is. joyous. And those rules of the roads we talked about, this campaign... Every person who works for him, every person who volunteers for him, lives by those rules of the road. Yeah, and so you work on this campaign, you feel joy and happiness and teamwork and belonging. Yeah, and it has it has like helped my mental health. Yeah, last I mean I feel better not so much. But no, I think I mean
2: (laughs) I'm I'm I I think where my mental health gets rocked is when there's just when I see people who are so focused on not being focused on politics like and i and i mean yeah. that in a way that like they're avoiding it because they're so angry or they're so disappointed or cynical or beaten, they're so beaten cynical down paralyzed yeah, yeah, right yeah. and i'm like just open your eyes to the possibility what politics can what be what it could be
0: yeah,
2: not what it has been and you know you were talking about kennedy and a cult of personality in a way Pete has a cult of personality, but a cult of personality can only go so far. Like a cult of personality should get you like tuned in. But when he engages his community, like he did in South Bend, I went out to South Bend in January and I met people who lived there. And I met somebody who got to benefit from some of the grant programs that he put into play and got to rebuild the outside of her business and got to make a beautiful uh, life for her, for her community and for herself and her family. And she said, look, Pete didn't fix South Bend first, you know, by himself. He put the tools into play and he trusted all of us to pick up those tools and do it. That's what government should do.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Government should provide the tools and Trust in the citizens that we can do something better. Mm. and But you need a leader who brings you up. Inspires. Inspires you, not beats you down. And to your point, Dave,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the bully at the end of the bar is not the leader. The bully at the end of the bar is the weakest asshole in the bar. Yeah, And I'd rather be with the bartender who's able to mix the drinks, make people happy, hand them off and let people have their fun and be the, be the people who you want to be around.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, I'm a big nuance guy. I say this time and time again, if there's a common theme in what's wrong with the country and all of us, we've lost nuance. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're in or you're out, you're black or you're white. You know, uh, Tom Brady is either the greatest QB of all time or a complete, cheating jerk right. right and you know what usually the truth is somewhere in between and you can see like Pete Buttigieg is measured he listens right yes. and now meanwhile I'm also a sucker for all this love stuff too I admit it like it's like it's it's nice because it's it makes you feel Twitter, good because yeah. Twitter, yeah, Twitter doesn't have to be the yeah. enemy no I mean, it I doesn't mean, have to be a lot did allow us to to get into this um, name calling thing. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it, it it it's easy to do, and I don't know if you, we've all had that moment where we've shot off an email that we probably regret because we got really brave and mean, and that runs through our society. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can use Twitter to tweet out this video that we just watched. Right. You know. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, we are up against the clock. These guys have to get on a call because they're like wicked important uh, grassroots people. We pee. <laughs>
1: Uh, um, I yeah.
0: hope I hope you guys enjoyed being on the show. Uh, I s- promised I would allow you to uh, shill for Pete as much as you wanted. So you, you mentioned did. the Pete the Pete Channel, yeah. Com. And if you go to
2: m um, a four f o r dot com, that's right. our grassroots website. And there are is an event tab there. Go to the event and come to some gum canvas. We come have so to, much we debate, have so watch, much going debate watch
3: parties. We have canvassing. We're phone banking yeah. and uh, donate donate. Pete for dot and donate. Yes, please donate. It, this is this, he is a, he he is the poorest candidate in, on the stage in the stage. And so please donate, and he's the best. <laughs> and, and let's talk about it. he can win this. He can absolutely he's, win this. He, yeah. I, yeah,
0: I'm not going to declare on this podcast because I believe in keeping people in suspense. But I have to say. <laughs> Very persuasive, very persuasive. And if nothing else, people,
3: listen up. One more in the back. Look look at the
0: videos, listen. I mean you know what you one thing you guys have convinced me is it is there is something fun and invigorating about learning and freaking getting involved and not being person that throws up their hands and says it's all bullshit. Because it can (laughs) be. It can be all bullshit. Sometimes it feels like it's all bullshit. But heck, get involved. So I hope you guys had fun.
2: I had a great time. Thanks for having us. as
0: well. All right. Good luck on the trail, kids.
2: Thank you, Dave. Um,
0: This is Dave once again. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. Please share this podcast. Go to pod617.com if you're interested in your own podcast. You could be taping right here. We don't tape. What am I talking about? We digitally record you. It's a podcast, for crying out loud. There's no tape in sight at our Westwood studios. Check it out. And on behalf of Marile and my friend Laura, Marile, you're my friend too. Oh, They're thanks. both my friends. <laughs> and all those crazy peataholics out there, this is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a good day, everybody.
1: <laughs>
3: you must be the other guy. Pete. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>